Today's show is brought to you by the ridiculously comfortable Casper mattresses. Get $50 off any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash profit. Now let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Profiteers, welcome to episode 72 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. Today we are talking all about side hustles and have an amazing guest, the founder of Side Hustle Nation, Nick Loper. But before we dive into that, let's chat for a few minutes ourselves. So before we dive into the meat, I often ask at the end of an episode for people to drop in and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It means a huge amount to the show. We have 12 five-star reviews today, and I just want to share a recent review for from listener Brooke. She said in July, Eric host of personal profitability highlights all aspects of personal finance in this can't miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. Thank you, Brooke, for leaving that review. It's hugely helpful. As I've mentioned before, that's how new people find the show and learn what it's all about. So please do drop in and leave a review. Maybe I'll read your review in an upcoming episode. All right. So now let's get to the good stuff. So side hustle. When I started the personal profitability blog, it used to be called Narrow Bridge Finance. It was actually called Narrow Bridge Adventures in the beginning. And when I started it, I started it as a side hustle. I had just left a job in a bank. Uh, I was starting my MBA program and had a new office job at a big Fortune 500 company and the finance and accounting team. And I didn't really think a whole lot about the business side of my blog. But now obviously I'm doing this full time. I'm making a ton of money online with a six figure income, but it all started as a side hustle. And I've had several side hustles. I want to share a few fun side hustle stories. Some you've heard before, some you might not have. The first one I want to talk about is a side hustle idea I came up with in middle school. I had the idea to start selling these bracelets. So remember those, what would Jesus do bracelets that a lot of people had? So I'm Jewish. I never really cared all that much about what Jesus would do. I don't have anything against him. He's a good guy, uh, but, but not my religion. So I had the idea that I was a snowboarder. I was into that, you know, snowboarding culture that was emerging in Colorado. when I was a kid, I was middle school. And I thought, what about bracelets that say never eat yellow snow or N-E-Y-S. I actually have bags of these bracelets still. I had ordered hundreds of them. I missed it. I waited a few years till I had the money to do it. So I totally missed the time that they were popular. So a uh, lesson learned right there. But that side hustle got me thinking about how I could invest and build other side hustles. Another side hustle I had that is noteworthy is Denver Flash Mob. It's still up at denverflashmob.com. That side hustle came out of me thinking, flash mobs were fun and interesting. I went to a flash mob, met the guy who had planned it, and together we started a business called Denver Flash Mob where people paid us to help organize and plan flash mobs for everything ranging from wedding parties to engagements to corporate events. Our biggest mob ever we did just for fun, it was in front of Coors Field, the big baseball stadium where the Colorado Rockies play in downtown Denver. We had over 200 people show up for a flash mob to the song Born This Way. 
was for marriage equality, which we did not yet have then. So that was a fun event and we had a great turnout. Uh, And I've also made thousands of dollars from Denver Flash Mob over the years. But the big side hustle, the one that's made me the most money and the one that really changed my life was my my blog. So personal profitability grew over the years and I didn't realize at the time that I was writing my resume for a new career path of online work and freelancing. So if you want to learn more about side hustles and start side hustles, first head to personalprofitability.com slash side dash hustle for 137 side hustle ideas. That'll be linked in the show notes. And then you'll want to listen to this interview with Nick Loper, who is the king of all things side hustle. So we will dive into that interview and learn lots of amazing tidbits. We were recorded this live in the expo hall at podcast movement one of the biggest podcast conferences and if you ask me the best podcast conference i had a ton of fun there i've been twice and definitely plan to go back next year i already have my ticket to head to philadelphia my first real trip there i've only changed planes so that'll be a more or less a new state and a new city for me and um, that's coming up next year but before that well before that we want to jump into this interview which we will be in in just a few moments moments with Nick Loper. We talk about investing a lot on this show, but if there's one place people don't invest enough, it's their sleep. We spend about a third of our life in bed, and yet we have pillows and mattresses that aren't optimal. You've already probably heard about the Casper mattress if you listen to podcasts like I do, but I wasn't ready to put the money in and buy a mattress just yet, so I bought the Casper pillow, and I have to say I love it. It's the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned and gives me a great night's sleep. If you want to try out the Casper pillow or even get $50 towards any mattress purchase, just at casper.com head to caspertrial.com slash profit that's caspertrial.com slash profit this is one investment you won't regret All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to be here live at Podcast Movement. We are in the big expo hall, and across the table from me is my pal Nick Loper, a fellow FinCon community member and podcast community member. So uh, say hello and welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Thank you. So um, for those of us who don't know much about Side Hustle Nation and what you're all about, what is your backstory and how did you start working online? Well, I, I guess you could say my original side hustle was a footwear comparison shopping site um, called shoesniper.com, which may or may not still be live somewhere on the internet. If, if it is, it's not, you know, I don't have any relationship to it anymore. But it was uh, actually getting started with direct link affiliate pay-per-click ads, if that makes any sense. So like bidding on Google for specific models of shoes and uh, then putting my affiliate link in the destination URL and starting with a budget of a dollar a day. So in, in good to great speak, that was like my way of firing bullets before cannonballs where, you know, where it became time to eventually like build out the, the website and, you know, create this whole database. Like that was, that was the cannonball. That was the big investment, but I was able to kind of validate it on the cheap with these little, uh, little text ads. No, I love that. It's when I started my first blog, it was a side hustle years and years ago. I was so nervous to put in even a dollar, which going back in time was a horrible 
you know, thought process that cost me probably years of being able to leave my job. And it was I wouldn't even spend you know, $7 to get a domain name until my site had made $7. Then I wouldn't spend $50 on hosting until my site had made $50. And if I'd been willing to you know, put $50 in in the beginning, looking back, I spent so many hours working on it. My, you know, my return of investment would have been a lot higher had I spent a little bit of money. So uh, you know, for those dollars you were spending early on, your low investment, what kind of return did you start to see when you were testing those waters? Well, at that point, so I was still in college or kind of like had just graduated or it was close to graduation at that point. So it's like if I could, you know, within a few months, was making a couple hundred dollars uh, in profit. And then, you know, if we could make 400, like that would cover my rent. And so that was like, you know, a really exciting kind of period. You fast forward a year, you know, I moved across the country for, for work. And, you know, then the new level of victory was like $1,000 a month. Like that was my fixed cost or that was like my fixed living expenses. And it was a really eye-opening moment to say like, okay, my entire day job salary is gravy right now. It was really empowering to be like, I don't, I don't need to be here if I don't want to be here. And, you know, three years later, a couple years after that, it was like, all right, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> so what was that transition process like? Did you have other side hustles you picked up along the way, or did you stick with that one primary side hustle? It was focusing on the shoe business at that time. And, you know, so three years of nights and weekends, like hustling to kind of build up the advertising base for, uh, for that site. And it was, uh, was out to dinner with my boss and took a couple beers to like build up the nerve to, to tell him, uh, look, man, I'm out of here. And it was just a, you know, a, weight, a weight off my shoulders. And I forget if I wanted to, like, cause I wanted to see some sort of like, track record of revenue history and whether that was you know, six or 12 months of you know, earning enough to cover my expenses. or I don't think it had replaced the day job salary at that point. So it was probably, okay, at least, at least I know I can pay my bills uh, with that. And then the, the sad thing is, like, on day one of retirement, on day one of self-employment, like, all hell broke loose. Like, the server crashed. Google decides, like, this is the day they're going to, like, crawl the, the advertising account for, you know, their quality metrics and stuff. And so they actually shut down the whole thing. They shut down my whole ad account. They said, this no longer meets our quality guidelines. And I was like, hey, the site, you know, we fixed the server. The site's back up. And... They were like, no, it's like, you're, you're done. And we we're like, are you, are you kidding me? You didn't have any problem with this for the last two years. What's going on? And you go through the seven stages of anger and denial and all this nonsense. Oh, yeah. And they don't really tell you what was wrong. Well, they said, hey, look, the sole purpose of your site is to drive traffic to other sites. And in that sense, it was true. Like, you know, I would make commission from Zappos and Amazon and these other online footwear retailers. But it's like, who are, who are you to talk, Google? The sole purpose of Google is to drive traffic to other sites. Like, you're saying that's a bad user experience? Like, look in the mirror. But they didn't like that. Uh, so eventually they came back like three months later and said, oh, it looks like we made an error. And after a lot, a lot of you know, tweaks and stuff. What, what we ended up doing was adding a bunch of internal links on the landing pages. So it tried to balance out the external links that were, that were affiliate links to the different stores. And so this came back, said, hey, we made an error. And, you know, it was off to the races since then. But the big takeaway for me was diversification. I thought it was diversified because it had 30 or 40 different advertisers. But you peeled it back one layer. It was like 80 
percent of the traffic and revenue was really derived from one source, those Google Ads. Ah, so what did you do in those months in the meantime when you weren't making the money on Google and you didn't have the day job anymore? I was like kind of freaking out because it was like, dude, I just turned in the keys to my company car. Like, did I just make the biggest mistake of my life? You know, but I was trying to figure out a way to make that work and, and get back into the good graces. So I had the you know, maybe the, the foresight or the naivete to continue, you know, updating the inventory and, and investing in the site infrastructure so that if and when they would open it back up again, you know, it would be ready to go for Q4, which is kind of the busy season. So this was, this started, you know, middle of July and lasted till kind of the beginning of October. And and then so they turned it they turned it back on and it was like without missing a beat you know all of a sudden traffic and sales right to where they where they had been and so I had a great Q4 and then you know lasted several more years uh, with that site but lots of ups and downs along the way it was not the four-hour work week like margaritas on the beach lifestyle I'd kind of envisioned at that point now when I left my job uh, the first few months I was definitely not making the money that I, I'm making now. If you, if you go back to my income reports, you can see that I left my job at the beginning of the summer, which if you've been working online a long time, you know there's a dip in traffic in the summer typically because people want to be outside and, and don't just want to sit inside and, and read blogs and listen to podcasts. So I was a little nervous for a few months in the beginning, not because of Google, just because you know, the overall stream. But you know, when you land something that just works right, it's, it's an amazing payoff. Uh, but you don't always get that, so you take somewhat of a risk and just try, which you know, that leads me to the next question. You, you, what you're known for today, you know, Side Hustle Nation, you have a great community, you know, podcast, blog, Facebook group, an awesome following you're building. When did that idea come to mind, and how did that relate into what your other businesses were doing at the time? You bet. So I was running the, uh, running the shoe business full-time uh, since uh, 2008, and during that time, you know, that lesson of diversification kind of hit me the hard way. And so we started really, a, you know, probably half a dozen different projects. And most of those, you know, died a quiet death in, you know, the corner of the Internet. But a couple of them have stuck around. And one of those was the Side Hustle Nation blog and podcast. And totally started as this little side project experiment. What so I thought of myself foremost as a as a writer, but really what took off even within the first year was the podcast grew probably three times faster than the blog, and today that's become the main focus. It's like a weird, you know, broadcast thing to have a have a show because it's still the same, you know, fifty dollar mic. It's still like recording in the living room slash home recording studio. <laughs> yeah, my, my original recording studio, episode one of this podcast, was recorded in my kitchen. <laughs> and over the years, I, every time I moved, I let the audience know that Narrow Bridge Media HQ moved and I've <laughs> gone to a, a home office and to a, uh, to a kitchen again and then to a bedroom. My best recording spot ever was my daughter's closet when they were doing construction on my building and that was the only place I could find soundproofing and, yeah. and padding for the sound. So... It's not always as glamorous as, as it looks on TV and the movies. Not that there's a lot of uh, podcasters on TV and in the movies. No, I like that. I've met a friend who also recorded in his closet. I don't think the Wi-Fi would reach too well like up in our closet, but you know, it's good sound dampening. Oh, totally. Yeah. So with Side Hustle Nation, what are you finding has been the biggest systems you've done that have led to your success? 
I don't know. Uh, consistency is one. So putting out the show every week and trying to make it in a way that's like too it's too good not to share if that makes sense like i don't know that i achieve that every week but i he i hear from people i your friend recommended i check out this show or um uh, a friend of mine told me i had to listen to this episode and so that's kind of what you're aiming for because like in the world of blogging and podcast marketing we want to think a lot about seo and social media and stuff but really i think the best way to market any product is through word of mouth and so if you're if you're going out to create something that is, you know, worthy of being shared. And I'll give the example. I don't know if you listen to Pat Flynn at all, but there was an episode of his show. I think it was number 99, where it was about like clearance shopping and then like reselling the stuff on Amazon. And the first time I ever heard about this, this lady was making like six figures doing this with her husband, and. I, you know, I immediately got home from the dog walk or whatever I was out doing and like forwarded it to like five friends who were all like, you know, super savvy, you know, bargain shoppers. Like you have to listen to this. This is going to make you money. And it was too good not to share. And so trying to kind of achieve the same thing with the side hustle show uh, week in and week out. Not sure if I get there all the time, but aiming, that's what I kind of aim for. And as more people tune in, there's more and more pressure to uh, produce that kind of show. On top of that, like thinking of compelling sounding titles and you know trying to give the audience like what's in it for me like what's the hook what is you know what are you going to learn from listening to this somebody did an interview this was a couple years ago uh, where I was on their podcast and they you know dutifully sent me the link they said hey Nick you know thanks for coming on your episode is live today and I click on it and it was like 36 dash Nick Loper and I was like, that's the title of your episode? <laughs> like, who's going to click on this? Like, if you, don't, if you don't know me, there's zero reason for you to click on this. And if you do, like, still, what's in it, what's in it for me? It was a weird, um, kind of a weird thing. Maybe a, maybe a coaching moment of like, hey, you might want to rethink your, your title formats there a little bit. But I don't know. It's been a very slow growth process. I don't want to make it sound like, hey, you know, there's this massive audience in podcasting overnight. But I do think it's a smaller fish or a smaller sea to swim in than, than all of Google um, and, and it's a deeper relationship with that audience because you know somebody's going to spend 30, 40 minutes with you in their earbuds week after week and like that's a they get to know, like, and trust you in a way that you you wouldn't get reading a or skimming, you know, a blog post every other week. Uh, I'm I'm actually a fellow fan of Pat Flynn, and he was on the show about a year ago. So look in the show notes for a link to that episode, so you can uh, hear some words of wisdom from Pat as well. What's your biggest advice to someone today who wants to start a side hustle that they? You know, whatever reason they're being held back, they haven't quite pulled the trigger, they have a bit of an idea in their head, how should they move forward and get started? Pick one thing and go sell it. It's, you know, we have, we, we have this myth in our head of like the perfect business idea. It's not out there. It just, it doesn't exist. And so this was actually a piece of advice that Ryan Finley, who runs a site called recraigslist.com, makes a full-time living buying and selling stuff on Craigslist. Like crazy story, supports a family of seven, I think, doing this. And he said, the best, the best opportunities aren't visible until you're already in motion. And at the time, I was like, oh, that's kind of like hippy-dippy advice. <laughs> but like in the t almost three years since he said that, he's like, this is, this is very, very true. And it's like the conversations that you have, it doesn't really matter what 
you get started on, which I know is like super frustrating. Well, I don't know what to do. Like it literally doesn't matter. My friend uh, Julie compares it to like a game of chess. Like your first move, you're moving your pawn out into the world. Like, and probably chess players would disagree. Like, of course it matters what pawn you move, but it's like, look, you're just trying to get a reaction from your opponent and that kind of dictates your next move and the next and the next. And so, you know, getting started and trying to position it in your mind as an experiment, right? Like, this is not life or death. Like, you think about, realistically, what's your worst case scenario? Like, you're, it's probably not life-threatening. Like, even, and that's, you know, one reason I advocate the side hustle is, like, it's low risk. You know, what have you got to lose? You know, if it flops, hey, you still have the day job, hopefully. And it kind of, that actually gives you the permission to kind of speculate on longer-term projects, like building a blog, like building a podcast, like writing a book like doing a course versus, you know, somebody who's coming at it from a position of desperation. Like, I need to make rent next month. Yeah, well, I, I side hustled for, I joke, it was eight years of side hustling and I was an overnight success, <laughs> yes. earning five figures a month online. So it, it all started with that first dollar online. And I always remember the story of the first time I got any kind of sponsorship on my blog. I got a $10 sponsored post <laughs> deal. And this was years and years ago before Pandas and Penguins and, and Google changed all their algorithms. And I was so excited. I made enough money I could go buy two beers. Yes. With inflation now, 10 bucks, maybe you get one <laughs> beer. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's where it all starts. And if you're not, if you let perfection get in the way of progress, you will never be anywhere because you have to dive in and, and, and start. If you don't start, you don't have anything. And, and like Nick just said, the worst thing that happens is you waste a little time and don't make money. But the best thing that happens is it could you could end up like me and Nick, and it could change your life. It's it's a well, pretty you learn, incredible you opportunity. Learn stuff along the way, right? Because you were you know blogging for eight years. Like you're learning WordPress this is a valuable skill. You're learning, you know, probably sales and your working with other people in this community like it's it's not for nothing even if it doesn't ring the cash register right, right away it's not it's not necessarily a waste of time because of the skills you gain along the way absolutely so you know, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat today if anyone wants to learn more connect with you and see what side hustle nation is all about where should they go you bet sidehustlenation.com is the home base for everything if you hit sidehustlenation.com slash ideas you'll have a constantly updated laundry list of uh, part-time business ideas ideas you can start today no opt-in required awesome well thank you so much everyone nick loper from side hustle nation we'll talk to you later thanks for joining me on the show all right we'll see you soon well there is another one in the books ladies and gentlemen i hope you had as much fun listening to this one as i had recording it and if you want a little bit more of the podcast movement vibe the interview we have scheduled for next week i also recorded live a podcast movement but again make sure you dive into this world of side hustles having multiple income streams changed my life when i lost a job once upon a time i didn't freak out because i knew i had a backup plan with at least a few dollars rolling in every month and even if you love your job and never plan to leave it never hurts to make more money because you know more money means more opportunities more security more savings and a better future and that's what personal profitability is all about it was always if you have a moment please head to apple Podcasts, drop a rating share it with a friend all those good things check out and support our sponsors and do all you do to keep making more money thanks for sticking around and hanging with me till the end and until next time stay profitable